Yes, people, it's episode 192 of Griff's Brain Down, but it's me, Griff. Obviously, how you doing? Are you all well? It is the 3rd of October, 2020, Saturday. It's uh, 3.28, I'm chilling at home after running errands all this morning. Still got a few more errands to do before I head to a gig in Tottenham. I had my Tottenham jumper on to wear for the gig, but then I've also spilt food on the front and um, I just don't think I can wear it. <laughs> you can't rock up on stage with dirty clothes. It's one thing not dressing up, but you can't dress trampy. Dressing down's one thing, but dressing trampy with just food on your shirt, can't do that. So, might not be wearing this jumper later, but whatever. Uh, yesterday, Friday, I was gigging in Milton Keynes. Well, technically Bletchley. I think it's a suburb of Milton Keynes. It's a separate town. Um, that's just Milton Keynes grown into. But that's where I was at Onyx Venue uh, with Jimmy James Jones hosting it. Shout out to him. One of my brothers from the Green Room podcast. Uh, also, Kazim Jamal's performing. Another guy. For the Green Room Podcast, Dino Max there to support. He's hanging out with us. But also, was the I performed there, Jamali Maddox and Ori Styler. So it was a fun night. It was an odd one. The microphone was a mess. Um, and obviously, this COVID secured social distancing gig. So it's a nightclub. Sold 130 tickets, but it's such a big room that uh, those at the back, way at the back. They were so far away <laughs> from everything. When I was walking around after my set, I walked near the back and people just having just catch-ups, just community catch-up. Like, you know about Brenda, yeah? You know about Brenda? Yeah, 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 yeah. About her car. Yeah, it got broken into. It's like, wait, what? there's someone on stage here. You know, you're so far back, you could actually answer your phone and not disrupt the show. I was like, yeah, man, no, I'm sat um, at a comedy show thing. Yeah. Yeah, but where am I? I'm, I'm actually just sat down watching it now. No, I'm not disturbing anyone. No, it's okay. So, um, that was fun. Uh, met Jimmy's daughter as well. Uh, cute kid. Uh, I'd just say, I think when I meet someone's kid and their kid's actually just a really pleasant child, I always tell them. This kid's lovely. Love your kid. Um, I said, yeah. But a nice kid there, well done, mate. And because uh, you know, you know, when you meet some people's kids and they're dickheads, it's just like, who is this kid? Like, wow, you're an actual knob. This kid's annoying. Not his kid, though. <laughs> it's a nice kid. Um, yeah, so then that was that gig. And earlier in the week, I was at Banter Bash. Um, at the King's Head, which is a private members club. You, people take a lot of pictures in there when they're there. They had like a big giant polar bear in the room. Obviously, it was dead. Um, so that was a fun gig as well. Let's just get back into things. So yeah, we gig in a week. Uh, got a gig tomorrow as well in Ongar. Um, so that'd be good. So that's fun. That's just, um, and I think, yeah, they'll have a gig till next Friday. After that, um, anything else going on in the week? Nothing else really, just, yeah, just played football and that's it. Not much. And well, watching football, obviously, mighty Tottenham Hotspur. 
getting screwed out of a game against Newcastle. And heroically fighting ourselves back into a match against Chelsea, knocking them out of the Caribou Cup. And then smashing some Israeli team out of Europe. I know that sentence makes no sense, but it's the facts. <laughs> uh, yes, 7-2 against Maccabi or Hapoel, one of the two. So it's either Maccabi or Hapoel. I, I don't know which city. It's, it's, those are your two clubs. There's another one. There's a third like sports club in Israel. I can't feel what they're called. But yeah, Hapoel, Maccabi, and then it depends which city. So it could be Tel Aviv, Haifa. I think Bitar. Bitar is the other one because you've got Bitar Jerusalem. So yeah, so those are your three clubs. Anyway, Spurs beat them. Beside the backup striker, finally. Yeah. Carlos Vinicius, whatever his name is. Is he any good? I don't know. I watched the YouTube video and he looked sick. <laughs> but that's every player, though. Every player looks amazing on the YouTube. But um, be interesting to see what happens to us this season. But what's been going on? Um, what has been going on? What has been going on? Let's see what I've made notes. Uh, Trump. Trump's got Corona. Trump's got the Rona, uh, which is, that's, I don't know what that means for the conspiracy theorists. You said that, you know, Trump's the hero, uh, coronavirus is fake. I guess, I guess you could just do the remix in your head and say, well, this is them obviously trying to poison Trump because he's coming close to his second term and they want to, Take him down. <laughs> Guess it can be that, right? But um, it's a bit nuts, though. I see a few people wishing death on him. Um, I mean, I, don't, I haven't been personally affected, so I guess it's easy for me to sit on the outside and be like, oh, that's a bit harsh. Because I haven't really been personally affected by Donald Trump being president. That's the fact. I, I don't really think I have. So, there's a problem. I don't think I will be bothered if he's president for another four years. Um, that's it. I realise how much of the world doesn't affect you if you don't let it in. And that's not to say that's how everyone should react to things. I'm just saying that whenever I've not been on social media for a week or not had a chance to literally flick on the news. Like, like coronavirus here in the UK, I didn't actually know what the deal was, what the rules were for... A big chunk of time. Because I simply just had to uh, follow the news. So I had to like, watch the news be like, what? What's going on? What are we allowed to do? What aren't we allowed to do? And I had no sense of how bad or how well the world was dealing with coronavirus. When it first came out and I was on the stats website every day, it's like, oh my God, there's 10,000, there's 10 new cases and four new deaths and... Uh, why are we not showing the recovery here? And I mean, what's Carson? What's Carson's a case? And, and, you know, I was just there, just in the stats, just trying to follow it all. And obviously, I had the sense of, wow, this coronavirus is everywhere, man. It's everywhere. Everyone's getting it. Oh my God, it's crazy. It's crazy. Shit. And then I stopped following everything. 
just got busy and I guess what? I forgot coronavirus existed. And I was just going out with my mask on because that's just what you do, isn't it? You just wear a mask. I was I always forget why I'm wearing the mask. I'm literally wearing the mask not because I think <laughs> I might get coronavirus. It's like, oh no, it's just the rule now. Which kind of shows how easily I could be led into doing something. It's now the rules. I don't want to be, you know, left uh, left out. I'm a social creature. I'm a human being. I don't be ostracised from the group. If you're all wearing masks, I'm wearing the mask. I'm in. It's that simple for me. But uh, yeah, but Trump with the COVID, people wishing death on him. Like I said, seems harsh to me. Um, he's just a, he's just a president doing presidential things, right? Trying to make money and not lose popularity. That's that's it. Um, see presidential debates as well between uh, bloody Trump and Biden. Dreadful, right? Both just shit awful. So shit awful. Like I don't know, just every it seems like every Western country your options, it's just the lesser of two evils. If you notice that, the last election, that's how they tried to sell Corbyn. I mean, I know he's shit, but Lucy you ain't Boris. Like, that, is that the manifesto? That can't be a manifesto. And the same as, like, the US right now. I mean, I know Biden's not the best, but oh, Lucy you ain't Trump. So that's not good enough. Why do we not have two options where we're literally there going... I actually don't know which one to choose because they both seem really good. You remember when politicians used to lie and actually tell you they're going to do good things for you and promise you shit? So you literally left there going, I mean, they both sound good. I just don't actually know which one I believe. That's what, it's, that's what it was before. Someone's going, hey, listen, vote for me. I'll give you a Lamborghini. And I was like, ooh, that sounds nice. And I was like, oh, vote for me and I'll give you a Ferrari. He's like, oh, I mean, these both sound good. What one do I want? And I feel like that's how democracy used to be. Now, the last few elections, it's just like, hey, option A, shit sandwich. What do you mean shit sandwich? Like a ham and, ham and like cucumber, cheese and cucumber? No, shit sandwich. Slice of bread with just shit spread all over it and then another slice of bread. Shit sandwich. That's your first option. Okay. Sounds disgusting and terrible. Don't want that. Um, what's option B? Shit sandwich. This a oh, okay. Right. Um, that sounds like the first option there. Mm-hmm, it is. Here's the difference, though. One shit sandwich is served on the red plate and the other one's served on the blue plate. Which one would you like? Hmm. And that's what we're left with in Western democracy. We're just there offering shit sandwiches and we have to pick which sauce we want to put on it. Well, don't you want a shit sandwich with mayonnaise? Why, are you a fucking weirdo? Just like no, I guess I just don't like mayonnaise a lot. I guess I guess I prefer ketchup. Oh, you so what? You tell me you're gonna eat a shit sandwich? You actually eat that shit sandwich with ketchup on? Are you weird? 
So, well, my other option is a shit sandwich with mayonnaise. I, I don't know what I'm meant to pick here. That is our choices in our democracies. That's what we're left with. But nah, the Trump and Biden, I watched the presidential debate two hours. Why? I don't know why I watched it. But I did. And uh, just, yeah, probably disappointed by both. Glad I'm not American. But, um, yeah. Just the bar so low. But I don't, I just don't, I don't know what it is. Is it that, you know, a politicians used to almost be fighting for the centre? Yeah, you I mean, it doesn't make more sense that, you know, your, your leader of a country should be a bit centrist. A little bit of left-wing stuff, a little bit of right-wing stuff. and There you go. Not too extreme either way. But instead, it's just, nah. It's kind of polarised. It's polarising. It's not good. So I keep on yawning on the pod. It's not good. Um, what else has happened? What else happened this week? As well, we had um, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend losing their baby, which is fucking sad as hell. Um, obviously, not going to just talk about that exactly. Well, guess what we'll talk about from observations was the reaction. So Chris Teigen uploaded a picture of herself um, crying on the edge of the bed. Uh, I guess someone else has taken the photo, which led to a lot of people going, why is there a photo? Like, did you have to post the, the, the same day? Who brings a photo? Who brings that cameraman to a bloody... Um, you know, it's, I think it was a stillbirth she had. But yeah, but like, but who brings the camera to that that kind of moment? Isn't it intimate? Is it not private? Why are you sharing that? Ba 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 di boo bap. And it's just like, well, here's the thing. Did I find it weird that she shared that? Yes, I did. I did find it weird. I found it weird that she would share such a intimate and sad picture um, at so soon after the the trauma. You know. Like, if I could liken it to anything, it'd be like finding out when your parents are dead and your reaction is to upload a picture or someone take a picture of you crying in your car and then you upload it in, like, black and white and going, wow, what couch should I put? Oh, just like, without you, Dad, I'm nothing. Hashtag RIP Dad post. Yeah, that is weird to me. That is very weird to me. But here's the thing, though. I can't tell someone else how to grieve. I mean, unless their grieving directly affects me. Like, if their way to grieve is to, you know, try to, you know, butt rape me, then yes. Then the way you grieve, I don't like the way you grieve. <laughs> okay? But if your way to grieve is to upload a picture, share a big post, offload, um... And if you're open about everything else in your life, and now you're open about this, I don't see the harm. Like, that's the thing. Even though I found it weird, I don't actually begrudge her for doing it. And um, I find it strange. People proper chastise now. Um, you know, little bits of conspiracy theory coming up on a timeline. It's like, come on, guys. That person's kids just died, and that's this is how they're expressing it. And you want to go at them. Like, shut the hell up. 
It's um, I imagine the pain of that is so unimaginable. That's I, I'll just tie that sentence back where I said it. But yes, I imagine the pain is unimaginable of losing a child. So yeah, I just don't see how people could have a go at oh, how she grieves, and it's her page. That's the thing. She's not posting on your page. She's posted on her page and you've looked at it and you've got, I don't like what I'm looking at. Rather than turning your fucking head somewhere else, you can even block her if you want. You've looked at it and you thought, I'm going to interact with it. Like, why? Why would you do that? It just makes no sense. It's Ricky Gervais has the joke about interacting with things you don't like on the internet, right? He goes to put it in a real life scenario. It's like going down to go down to the uh, to the center of your town or center of your village, looking on the notice boards, and it says for karate lessons, call this number. And then you call the number and you scream down the phone. I don't fucking want karate lessons. Leave me alone. Like that. It's not for you. If it's not for you, just go past it. And again, and I'm talking that I'm talking about both sides of my face in the sense of yeah when you post something doesn't mean it's guaranteed to have positive feedback all the time but come on come on let the woman grieve and the man grieve because obviously john legend's lost something as well but i know i've always been like this when it comes to babies and pregnancy and things like that i mean Yes, the kid is biologically half the blokes, but it's just not the same, is it? Yeah. Like, being pregnant or having given birth or losing the baby, all that, the pain will be felt by the, the father. Yes, definitely there'll be pain felt, but it can't be the same as what the woman feels. It just can't. It just cannot. It cannot be the same. So... Yeah, it's just it's just a horrible story, man. But um, I hope they I hope they pull through that. So I don't think there's that's what that's one of those great levelers in life where it does really matter how much wealth you have. You can't just shrug off losing a baby. So shout out to those two. Flipping sad, man. It's absolutely sad. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, but. Let's get on to something a bit more positive. It's October. It's in the UK. What does it mean? It's Black History Month. This is the perfect month for you to drop all your Black Lives Matter stuff after. If you're a company and you got on the Black Lives Matter wave, this was the time in the meeting where you go, right, we'll just ride it to October. Then when Black History Month changes, it ends, that's when we could just upload pictures of the poppy, Remembrance Day on the 11th, then November 12th, everyone's forgotten Black Lives Matter. And that's how we do it. All right. They'll either do that or they'll do something to upset everyone, like making fucking post boxes black. <laughs> so what they'll do is the poppies, they'll go, okay, for this year, we're making all poppies black. Every one of those black people again, we're putting our hands together. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. That that isn't what we wanted. Yeah, please don't change all the poppies black. Don't don't piss off 
these people who, who love World War stuff, okay, Remembrance, Snap, we, we don't need you to do what you just did there. We don't want it to be pissed off at us. I feel like the racists will be pissed off at us as black people, although we didn't ask for this. So here's, you know, the post boxes, for example, there's only four. Only four in the country out of 115,000 post boxes. So you know how pissed off you got to be when you're that racist and you have to use that post box. Some bloody hell, it's fucking everywhere, all this Black Lives Matter bullshit. That's it as well, Black Lives Matter is BLM, obviously Black History Month is BHM. Um, so what are the only people going to think it's some kind of typo? Get angry at Black History Month. There's going to be some people so ignorant of Black History Month that they're not going to realise it's, been, it's something that's been around for ages. So then they'll come and be like, bloody hell, versus Black Lives Matter. No, it's Black History Month. Bloody hell. It's all black everything. What if we made White Lives Matter and White History Month? It's, it's going to be all of that shit. I mean, it's already happened on Sainsbury's. They posted, they tweeted their... Um, Standard corporate anti-racism shit, right? That just is really hard to argue against. Um, as a, even as the borderline closeted racist, you can't argue against the the sentiment of of Sainsbury's. So if you're an over nutty racist, is when you can. And some people on Twitter are like they are fuming at Sainsbury's. No joke. Do you hear the statement if you haven't heard it? Here's what Sainsbury's wrote. This offensive fucking... As a, as a racist, I'm offended. So, we are proud to celebrate Black History Month together with our black colleagues, customers and communities and we will not tolerate racism. We proudly represent and serve our diverse society and anyone who does not want to shop in an inclusive retailer is welcome to shop elsewhere. Right? That's what's posted at Sainsbury's Argos 2 Habitat Nectar and Sainsbury's Bank. And people came back at that. People came back at that, man. Um, what did one guy say? Go Sainsbury's 2 Argos Habitat Nectar Sainsbury's Bank. All delivered this delightful message yesterday. Guess for once I'll, com I'll comply with what they ask and shop elsewhere. Imagine if we were to initiate a white history month. No, no, you can't do that because that'd be racist. Here's the thing as well. I've, see, I'm always contradictory on these things. So with Black History Month, well, I think it's a stupid thing anyway as a name, um, as an idea that there's black history. There's just history. There's just history. Right, that's the issue because we talk about black history and then we think, oh, slavery, that's black history. It's like, no, that's that's history. Uh, black people weren't just enslaving themselves, yeah, that's history, that's y'all history as well. And uh, so I find that a bit odd, but then there is no alternative. And unless you're doing pro black stuff year in, year out, all year. And you can't really complain when there's a Black History Month on. So, I mean, if you're about that life, then by all means, you can have that statement, that sentiment, because you're probably doing other stuff that, you know, fulfills the aims and objectives of, of having a thing like Black History Month. Campaigning schools to change their curriculum, things like that. 
So I respect it. Um, anyway. Yeah, so. Yeah, some people just. Um, so you're just upset. Really upset. But, oh, I don't know why. Um, but. I'll just read another one of the comments on it. Um, yeah, it's just. It, one of these times, it's just. I, I, I think everything should be celebrated, just not specific events. Just like, oh, shut up. But hey, if they're upset about shopping at Sainsbury's, wait until they. You know where they can shop? They can shop at Asda. Yeah? To all you racists out there, Asda has been bought by two. British men, yeah, from Blackburn, British, it's no longer American, as does back to Britain, come on, yes, rule Britannia, and we're all marching the streets, and we're loving it, as does British again, it's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming as does coming home. Has anyone seen what these two owners look like? They're just so good. They're British. And they're just like, yeah, they're two Asian blokes. <laughs> you what? You said they're British. They, they are British. They're just Asian as well. Mushin and Zuba Isa are your new owners of Asda. These bad, these bad boys, yeah? Started their petrol station empire in 2001 with one petrol station. And now they own something nuts like three and a half thousand separate petrol stations. It's the EG... Pardon, just burp. There's the EG group. Makes it seem so easy, isn't it? Just bought a petrol station, now we own three and a half thousand of them. And then we just bought Asda. It's like nuts! These things, these success stories, they all make sense working retrospectively. And you can go, this is the start, this is the middle, this is the end, here we are now. But to tell these success stories prospectively, uh, yeah, these guys have made the fucking killing and now they've owned Asda. Shout out to all the guys who bought a petrol station because their friend said it's a solid investment and now they're in fucking debt! <laughs> With a petrol station that is just not selling shit. Like, you know what I mean? You get like three cars a day coming to your petrol station. You can't afford to have an employee, so now you work at the petrol station full time. In the just in the sticks. On those windy streets where you just know you've got to get murdered if you get out of your car. And that's where your petrol station is. God damn! No one tells those stories. I think that's what we need more. We need more stories of failure. And then, I guess, it'll make people, you know, just feel a bit better. Maybe they'll take more risks. Because that's what we do. We see a... I said, you see a... All these, like, tech billionaires who say, oh, they dropped out of high school at 15. And then they sell off their first business at 17. And then, you know, 10 years later, they became a millionaire. And then, hey, and then 10 years later, which is right now, they're worth $7.4 billion. That's because they dropped out of school when they're 15. Cool, great story. But let's tell the story about the guy who dropped out of school when he's 15, yeah? 
and now he's fucking homeless. How about that guy? <laughs> don't tell that story. You don't tell that story that these people who dropped out of school at age, they're an anomaly. Their success story is rare. And most of the successful people you see in business went to school, went to college, went to university, got professional qualifications and worked their way up a business. But no, 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 no. Our brains go, what's the quickest route to success? I'm taking that. Thank you. Why is it not working out for me? Uh, or the other one is where you've actually been given a very quick path to success and then you try to make it more difficult so it sounds like a real hero story. You don't know how hard I worked. I came from the fucking bottom, I did. Yeah? Came from the bottom. I had to work in my dad's fucking shop. Yeah? My dad's shop. Yeah, my dad's shop's fucking Selfridges, but I had to work in his shop. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, shut up. You didn't struggle. Um, but anyway, let's get on to some um, Dear Deirdre, because I, I think I've been talking for, for long enough. And this podcast for it's flown better than previous ones, because I've actually come prepared with actual topics. That's why. It's the six Ps. Um, what's it? Uh... But is it, no, yeah, no, wow, shit, I can't remember what the six P's are now. Uh, ah, jeez, that's annoying. Six, oh, man. No, that's, that's not it. Uh there you go. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. There you go. There's your six P's. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. Woo! That took a while. But um, the actual six P's, if you want to use a, you know, an office friendly one, is preparation, prevention, planning, performance, plan for emergency parts. Partners, that's seven Ps. How can you title the document six Ps and then give me seven? Dirk! Oh dear. Yeah, proper planning and preparation prevents piss poor performance. Anyway, so, seven Ps. Let's get to um, Dear Deirdre, rather than me talking about Piss poor performance, right? Dear, dear, Does everyone read these consent forms that they flash up to you before you go onto a website? Because I just uh, consent to all. Let me look at the shit I want to look at, right? Um, let's go. Dear Deirdre, I had a passionate affair after recover after recovering from cancer, but now I feel so guilty. Jesus. Oh, that's a mad one. You really got that YOLO attitude. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I'm not, I'm not taking the piss out of people with cancer. That's not what's happening. We've ever had it. I'm just saying this is real YOLO. Just like, you know I mean, yeah, I cheated on you, but I almost died. 
I ain't got time to be this shit marriage with you. I gotta fuck. I gotta get out there. <laughs> your partner's been by your side when you almost died. Just like, oh my god, I literally visited you every day in hospital. I took care of the house, the family. Yeah, I thought you were gonna die. And now you're back. And now you're having an affair. You ass. Oh no, let's see what's happening anyway. I had a passionate fling with a work colleague after coming from leukemia. I felt like the boost it felt like the boost I needed, but I have a wonderful husband and the guilt gets to me every day. Jesus. I'm 28. Ah, oh, you're so young. My husband's 29. He's my best friend. We have great sex and we make each other laugh. I don't get it. Your relationship seems fucking wonderful. Literally seems wonderful here. Uh, we make each other laugh. Obviously, my diagnosis was a tremendous shock. And he was my rock and often my carer. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christi. Um, I was off work for six months when I was due to go back late last year. What I, ha uh, what I had gone through hit me hard. I'd wake up and cry, sit at the dinner table and cry. I couldn't feel happy about anything. My husband couldn't understand it. He, was ne he has never had mental health issues and we started bickering. I met a new colleague on my first day back at work. He's 30. We chatted and the relationship gradually got flirty. Flirty, T, T, T. After a couple of months, he suggested we meet outside work. Oh, God. I knew it wasn't moral or right, but we kissed and it felt so exciting that someone understood me. He had suffered from depression in the past, so he understood how I was feeling. He didn't. I reckon he's lying. I reckon he's lying. He, he, he didn't. Guys will lie. Whatever you went through, we went through that as well. Whatever it takes to get from this conversation to inside your pants. You could be like, oh, yeah, oh. my dog just died. It's like, really? That's so sad. Yeah, my dog died three years ago. So, so it was a Yorkshire Terrier. His name was... He's just shifting, looking around the room, just like his, his name was... Basket. <laughs> he's like, what? Your dog was called Basket? Yes. Basket was his name. Oh, I miss Basket so much. You got any pictures of him? No, I don't. It's too much pain to look at the pictures, but let's talk about you. I'm here for you. I feel your pain as he reaches across the table and cups your hand. And you're like, oh my God, he's so lovely. He understands me. He understands me. You don't. He's trash. This guy knows you're married. You're having a great time, but he's just like, listen. Yeah, I have depression as well. Let's meet up outside work with some drinks near my flat. <laughs> How close is the restaurant to his flat? That's... That's always a measure of what a man's got you out for. How close you are to his flat. Let's see, anyway. He suffered from depression in the past. He understood how I was feeling. He gave me something my other half wasn't giving me at the time. Excitement and our fling turned sexual. I felt guilty, but I kept going back like an addiction. Um, we saw each other regularly. He would even drive into work when he wasn't on shift just to see me. I now realise guys will do anything for a quick fix. What did I just say? 
Wow. One day I was chatting with a colleague who didn't know about my affair and he said my lover was a rat who had slept with several people at work. Wow, 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 wow. What did I just say? Hmm? You see? You see? I'm a detective, see? I knew what's going to happen. Wow. <laughs> I just nodded and didn't say anything but confronted my lover later. He admitted to having sex with one other colleague but only told me because I'd found him out. I realised what my gut had known all along, that he's bad news. I stopped our affair. I was willing to go on being friends, but he made me feel like a nuisance if I messaged him. He got what, he'd got what he wanted from me and had turned cold. It's been months since we last spoke, but what I did plays on my mind most days. My husband and I are very happy together, but I feel like the worst person. Do I come clean and risk losing him or keep this in my head for the rest of our lives? Maybe the guilt is my punishment. It is your punishment. That is, you see, you're feeling it, you see. The guilt is your punishment. Let it consume you. When your husband does something really nice for you, something so considerate and heartfelt that only a man who cared for you while you had leukemia could do. Yes, yes, this is so thoughtful. Wow, it's like he really loves you. Mmm, yes. Let that present, let that sweetness and goodness from that man burn you. Burn you! <laughs> let, let the flames, let the flames consume you. Let the flames lick against your heart and melt your heart. You harnessed. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear God damn. Right. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you do though. You keep it to yourself and you let the guilt kill you. Um, anyway. Um, Jesus. Let's go. Shut up. Let's go. Family affair. I'm seeing an older woman, but I'm scared she might be my long lost mother. Dear Deirdre, I have always felt drawn to older women, but I'm scared the woman I am seeing now is my long lost mother. Oh my God. Like, in that situation, it depends when the suspicion comes in. But here's the thing. Right, let's... Let's... let's <laughs> Hi, my name's Darren Griffiths. I work for Devil and Devil, LLP. You may know us as Devil's Advocates. Um, here's the thing. So you've smashed this woman. Because um, I imagine you've, you've... I'm guessing before I read on that you've come to realise she might be your long-lost mother after you've smashed a few times. And you've clearly really enjoyed the smashing. So your options now are to find out she is your mum and then you can't take back the fact that you smashed, so you may just kill yourself. Or you say to yourself, there's no chance she can be my mum. And to prove I believe this so much, I'm going to carry on smashing. 
that's how much she's not my mum. Because if she was my mum, I wouldn't be smashing. Duh. So if I'm smashing, she's clearly not my mum. Uh, uh, duh. Whatever. So those are your options. And I feel like you've taken the second one where you've got I am just not facing the possibility that this person I'm smashing is my mum. So I'm just going to carry on smashing because she isn't my mum. I know. Messed up logic. But that's what I think is happening. Let's go. I was brought up by my mum and his... I was brought up by my dad and his older sister. Uh, I am 25, but my parents split up when I was a toddler, so I can't remember my mother. She had an alcohol problem, so I stayed with my dad. The woman I'm seeing is 48 and divorced. She is a lovely person. Uh, and lots of fun. She doesn't drink, goes to the gym, which is where we met, and looks amazing. I thought I had found my perfect woman. We had started having sex and it is fantastic. When I started to tell my dad about her, he looked uncomfortable. He brought out some uh, some old photos um, of me with my mum. To my horror, my mum looked very like my girlfriend. I don't know what to do now. I don't want to bring the subject up with my girlfriend. I don't feel I can talk to my dad about it either. But if the two of them met, meet... And recognise one another. It would be disastrous. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, but the fact that your dad felt comfortable from the sheer description of the woman. I don't know, he may have just felt comfortable because you've seen an older woman. That's like his age. Like that's That might be weird for him. Yeah? You know... Whether that's a protective paternal thing or it's a competitive thing. Like, hey, you're stepping into my market now. Don't like that. It could be from that perspective or it could be just from the sheer description. He's like, that sounds like your mum. That's made me feel uncomfortable. It might have made you feel uncomfortable that you fancy someone that sounds like your mum. You know what I mean? Even that might made him feel uncomfortable because it's like, ooh, I'm not sure. But the fact that he pulled the pictures out and you looked, he's like, wow, that looks like my mum. I mean, that looks like a woman. Shit. I don't know, it's nuts. Uh, but yeah, it would be disastrous. Um, if my suspicions are right, I don't want to know. I imagine you don't want to know, mate. Um, but I think you stop seeing her. This is what you do. You stop seeing her now and you just never mention her again and you just lock it off and but what you also can never do now is you can never meet your mum. <laughs> you can never meet your mum. You can never actively look for your mum ever again. Surely you just surely you know your mum's name, right? How about that? You know your mum's name. Like, granted, they're not together. You didn't meet your mum. She left you as a toddler. But your dad knows your mum's name. Your dad knows your mum's birthday as well. Even if he hasn't seen her for 20 years, he knows your mum's birthday. So, even that, man. Even if they have the same birthday, then you're just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I've smashed my mum. Yeah, that is... Drive your car off a bridge. <laughs> you've got, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, you've got to find out something that 
you gotta find yeah you gotta find a fact that isn't stonewall her if it if it's the same but it's enough to make this go all right i'm just ending it that's what i mean so name is pretty strong uh date of birth is another one um yeah let's find that out it's not on your birth certificate like your parents date of birth and who they are i think it is god damn that's what you gotta do fire fire that's it date of birth go for date of birth go for date of birth and, and that's it oh, jesus christ i've got a work email at quarter past four jeez anxieties um <laughs> uh right, one more one more uh oh jeez there's a lot of good ones here let's go for this one porn problem I know my boyfriend watches porn when he thinks I'm asleep, but he denies it. Well, my boyfriend often watches porn when he says, when he stays at mine and thinks I'm asleep. Oh, wait, so wait, you lot are at a stage where you don't even live with each other and you're staying over. So this means you lot should still be, you know, getting it in. The novelty shouldn't have worn off. You, you don't live with each other. Is, is he coming over to smash? And now he's what? Just watching porn next to you, leaning up against you while trying to get leverage while opening the laptop. <laughs> um, we'd had sex one night and he thought I'd fallen asleep, but I had my eyes half closed and I could see he was looking at his phone. Okay, yep. And he's 17, I'm 16. My mum lets him stay over as she says she'd rather I was safe at home than out somewhere dodgy. When I asked him the next morning about watching porn, he said he hadn't. The lion hurt me, hurt my feelings, but he got angry when I said I knew he had been looking at it. I don't know where I stand with him. Here's the thing, how did you approach it? Because if you approach it as if looking at porn was something bad and he was cheating... Then he's 17. He's going to deny it. He's going to go into defence mode and be like, no, what? Well, if you were just like, oh, was he looking at porn? How about you show me something? Well, I realise, wait, you lot are 17 to 16. <laughs> hey, rewind. Rewind. <laughs> so, what I'm saying is, if, if it's not a big deal that he's watching porn, they let him know it's not a big deal. But if you're hurt by him watching porn, then you just realise that it's not you're not competing with porn. It's just, he's horny, he's 17, he's had sex, and he wants more. So, uh, that's it. That's all that is. It's not a competition. That's all. It's what I think you got to understand, ladies. Although men are competitive, women aren't. Uh, you don't have competition. It's, it's real talk. For a man watching porn, it's not a competition for his, for his girlfriend. 
I mean, a man's wife's not competition for his girlfriend. <laughs> Banter! Shout out, shout out to, to all the old school Jamaicans, yeah? Uh, yeah, shout out, shout out to the Nigerians as well. Europa demons, yeah? Yeah, okay. <laughs> shout out, shout out to you. Shout out to you, man, yeah? Shout out to you, man. Families in different countries. Shout out to you, man, yeah? All right. Say nothing. Say nothing. Shout out to you, man. Families in just the next town. Shout out to you, man. Families in the next street and stuff. All right. You think because I have a family and kids with her and a house with her that I don't love you? <laughs> Shout out to the Max Brannings running Wolford. What, 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 what are you talking about, Bradley? What are you talking about? Tell you, tell you, you don't love her. What, what, what are you talking about? God, oh, Stace, Stace, what's going on, Stace? What's going on? What? what? <laughs> oh, dear. Max Bradley, he will bag anything. He will bag your family, your car, your cat. Anyway, that's the thing, though. If, um, yeah, if porn's not an issue, let him know. And if it is an issue, stop making it an issue. Anyway, that is the end of the pod. Um, I'm going to chill out and relax before going to my gig later. Ta ta ta.